This episode of the Power Connect podcast is brought to you by InnoWatts, powering the energy transition with data. I see there's a slight change now in the US doing that, which is now also being uh, observed here in Europe. And we see that, okay, now the US is really moving forward, especially when it comes to the hydrogen side and the renewables. And we need also to step up and increase our pace. Welcome into the Power Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Fred Davis. Episode 43 of the program rolls along on your hump day. Glad to have everybody on board as we are each and every episode. Number 43. We're just moving right along, folks, and we've got another great episode for you today. Been about a week since we talked to you last. Sorry for that, but hey, we're glad to be back. We've got Mr. Magnus Thomason, co-founder and chief product officer at High Star, going to join the show today talking all things electrolyzers. They've got two products that they're working on that they're going to deploy here at the end of 2022. They've got big boy plans for 2023 when it comes to their electrolyzers and what they're doing. Of course, right now they're in the testing and demo phase, so they've got big things ahead for 2023 as they get this thing launched. And of course, uh, we're going to get to that here in just a second. But before we do that, we've got a brand new podcast partner that we want to highlight. Very excited to have InnoWatts on board. Who is InnoWatts? Glad you asked. They are an intelligent power demand analytics platform. They are powering the energy transition with data. Look, when it comes to forecasting, when it comes to load management, when it comes to risk management, you need to know what these day ahead numbers are going to be, whether you're a retail energy provider, whether you're a utility, or whether you just want analytics to get a better understanding of what energy customers are doing, guess what? InnoWatts has 45 million smart meters that they pull this information from. Nobody in the business does it quite like InnoWatts. And of course, they've been doing this for almost a decade now, and they are one of the premier power demand analytics companies in the world. They are going to guide you through this energy transition help you with your carbon management, you name it. You want to be cleaner, you want to be leaner, you want to be greener. There's nobody better than InnoWatch. Go to InnoWatch.com to learn more, InnoWatch.com to learn more. And of course, you can also follow them on LinkedIn as well. InnoWatts, I-N-N-O-W-A-T-T-S. All right, let's get right down to today's episode. Mr. Magnus Thomason, co-founder and chief product officer over at Highstar. Again, they're doing hydrogen electrolyzers. Got a brand new product, two brand new products they're working on. Again, hope to have those deployed demo-wise by the end of this year. And of course, then have them full scale in 2023. Uh, What are they doing with these electrolyzers that make them a little bit different? Well, let's call it what it is. They're going to be more efficient. They're going to reduce your energy consumption. And of course, with everything that's going on with the hydrogen revolution right now, they're looking to pace that industry as well. Not to mention, too, this is somebody in Mr. Thomason who's been a researcher and on the R&D side all of his life, so he made the entrepreneurial plunge. What has he enjoyed about that, and what is he kind of, uh, you know, kind of a little bit not so excited about when it comes to the entrepreneurial side of things? And then finally, we'll ask him... As he's located in Norway, his thoughts on the U.S.'s push for renewables and why he thinks they've been a little too slow to adopt. However, he's enlightened by what? Stick around. He'll tell you today. All right. Without further ado, please welcome to the program, Mr. Magnus Thomason. Tell us a little bit about what the Vega and the Mira are and why, if you know, you're in the, the electrolyzer slash hydrogen business, why folks, if they haven't heard about High Star already, are going to be hearing about them very, very soon. So the first part is that um, due to the fact that we are using um, uh, thinner membranes and uh, improved components, 
we see that our electrolyzers have a, a, a significantly higher efficiency than uh, than the state of the art in the market today. Um, so you can um, let's say use that efficiency gain to uh, to reduce the total uh, energy consumption, or we can sacrifice some of that gain uh, and let's say even further imp uh, increase the production capacity of the stacks that we are producing, so we can lower the total. Uh, cost of the units because you can produce more with the same amount of machinery in a way. Uh, and that is what we are doing with the Vega and the Mira product lines. Uh, we are uh, differentiating our electrolyzers into two different uh, market segments. Uh, and the first market segment, you could say, that's the traditional brownfield installations of uh, industrial um, plants where you have grid connected, uh, you have a reliable source of electricity, but the electricity cost is uh, relatively high. Um, then do your calculations of the levelized cost of hydrogen or the total cost that you will have your hydrogen that you're producing. Um, a significant amount, the major amount of the cost is coming from the electricity. Uh, and then you really, really want to reduce the energy consumption as much as possible to get the slowest cost uh, of the hydrogen. So the Vega uh, product line is a product line focusing on improving the efficiency uh, and reducing the energy consumption. And then we are at least 10% uh, lower energy consumption than, than our competitors. Uh, and that's a significant amount. If you think about, let's say, uh, converting a steel plant into uh, using hydrogen and coal and, and the margin of, let's say, 10% uh, is a significant uh, uh, earnings there, um, and then the mega, uh, the, the the Mira product line is on the other side or the other part of the um, cost curve where uh, you're connected to, let's say, maybe an, even an off-grid uh, large uh, wind power plant, for example, or one that has con constraints when it comes to uh, uh, transporting the electricity from the wind power plant and to the to the grid. Uh, and the cost of the electricity is significantly lower, uh, but it's not uh, uh, it's not available at all times. It uh, can it's uh, intermittent, it varies, um, and um, in that case, the, the capital cost, the investment cost of the electrolyzer is a significant uh, higher amount of, uh, of the cost of the, the total hydrogen uh, that you're producing. So the that product line is then focusing on reducing the capital costs and making sure that it, it is a dynamic uh, system that can be operated uh, for the, let's say, with a wind profile um, and then really improving or it's increasing the power output, let's say, or the hydrogen output to, uh, to reduce the total cost of the hydrogen for that case. So it's really different types of markets, uh, um, but still using more or less the same um, Say stack components, the same balance of plant and so on, but optimizing it for two different uh, use cases in a way, which we see is the main types of use cases coming up. What's your favorite part about uh, the entrepreneurial plunge you're taking, and what is your least favorite part about your uh, most recent dive into <laughs> entrepreneurial world? My my favorite part is really that uh, now I can focus. This one there is one thing in my mind, and that is to to make this uh, reality. And uh, of course, a lot of things to do, but uh, the path forward is clear, uh, and there is no 
um, second guessing or trying to find out, okay, what are we supposed to do in the next couple of years? And, and now we, we know uh, and uh, everything is going in one direction. And that's, I really like that. Um, the least favorite part, I don't know if I can say if there's a one one that, one thing that's the least favorite part, it's I'm very, um, um, I really wanted to to move even faster than we are. Okay. Uh, so uh, so maybe the least favorite part is uh, is uh, um, trying to speed up a okay. little. <laughs> that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. You want things to happen yeah, a little yeah. bit quicker than what they're things that they're out of your control yeah. that you can't make happen yeah. faster. Yes. Yeah. I, could, I guess I can say that. Yeah. Mm. How much do you pay attention to, and I'm guessing since somebody who's been in the hydrogen market for as long as you have, you pay attention to all things globally when it comes to you know both renewables and clean tech. Mm. What are your thoughts on the way clean tech and renewables are being handled here in the U.S., the way they're being received, and the progress that they're making over here versus the way they've been received and the way they're accepted in Europe? The last decade or so, I would say that how uh, renewables have been um, they received or being uh, developed in the U.S. has been lagging a bit behind. Uh, there has been uh, a larger focusing a focus on on maintaining status quo in a way, looking at maybe the, the um, securing uh, job security in uh, oil and gas and the coal coal uh, sector and. If you look at it for a short time frame, that might be the the right thing to do, right? That's where the money is generated, and it's uh, you know uh, it's it, it's working like it is, uh, but it's a short-sighted way of thinking. I think it's we really need to change this, and um, if you do it, uh, if you move fast and do it uh, quickly, then you you are uh, ahead of the game, and you can uh, really. Um, secure and improve the the job security and making more jobs as well and uh, going forward. Uh, and I see there's a slight change now in the US doing that, which is now also being uh, observed here in Europe. And we see that okay now the US is really moving forward, especially when it comes to the hydrogen side and the renewables. And we need also to step up and increase our pace. And then. There is a second part of it, uh, and that's from the European side. It's it has also been a, a part of the energy security. Uh, there is a lack of of uh, domestic power, uh, energy production in uh, in the in Europe, which the US hasn't had the challenge of the last uh, decades or so, um, and uh, that has been a, let's say a secondary push towards developing renewables within Europe. To, uh, to reduce the dependency on foreign oil and gas, uh, which we now, of course, see that uh, it's it's still significant and uh, we are suffering from that in the short term, at least, when it comes to this uh, Ukraine crisis. Um, but um, the last uh, this uh, this uh, last uh, inflation reduction acts and so on in the US is really looking at scaling the or improving the speed and the implementation of of renewables and also green hydrogen production in the US. So now we, 
uh, the game is on, I would say. <laughs> no, it certainly is. I'll get you out of here with this. Uh, obviously, like you said, you've got six months that you're working on uh, the High Star Project, and I'm guessing that, you know, provided everything goes well, and I have every uh, belief in my mind after this 30-minute conversation with you, that there's no doubt that this thing is going to do exactly what you want it to do and probably then some. What's next mm. then for, you know, Magnus Thomason and High Star, and what's kind of on your horizon? It's uh, it's really scale up as much as possible. Um, as you might know, it's um, it's a huge demand for uh, for green hydrogen production, uh, and the goals that are set uh, in the world is is huge when it comes to the the amount of hydrogen that you're going to need uh, going forward. So in a twenty thirty time frame, uh, we are talking about. Uh, uh, a need for about 600 uh, um, gigawatts of electrolyzers installed in the world, uh, while the annual installation capacity at the moment uh, or last year was about 150 megawatts. So it's um, two orders of magnitude more electrolyzers that which is needed and is being installed every year. Uh, we need to, uh, to scale this quickly. And that is uh, what, what we are preparing for. Uh, we are developing our stacks and our systems to be mass manufacturable and can be and and can be scaled quickly. Uh, and uh, we uh, participated in this uh, electrolyzer summit meeting in the with the European Commission last May um, or this May, sorry, and um, and also committed to uh, bringing on, online at least uh, one gig gigawatt of production facility in 2025 uh, and of course scaling further from there um, because uh, we, we need to install in the range of 10 gigawatts of electrolyzer capacity every year in Europe in order to, uh, to reach our goal in 2030 and 2050 um, or even more. Uh, so that's all about speed, really. speed and scale uh, and that's what we're working for. So the first uh, range of products that we have is this containerized Vega and Mira products in the range of one to five megawatts. But that's just the initial uh, stepping stone into the large um, industrial plants from let's say 100 megawatts and up to uh, several gigawatts in size where uh, we will supply um, modularized um, um, stack uh, compartments or uh, enclosures that can be easily um, installed uh, in in uh, dedicated factory buildings and uh, easily maintained uh, and uh, cost efficient due to the, the modularity and the mass manufacturability of those units. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Magnus Thomason. You can catch all of the Power Connect podcasts over at Apple, Spotify, and of course on the website as well, thepowerconnect.net. Leave us a five-star rating if you listen to us on Apple, and we know that a lot of you do. Make sure you listen to the entire podcast. That helps with the algorithm. You know how all that works. We've got some great episodes coming up as well. We're getting close to number 5-0, and so again, we've got a ton of folks uh, in the queue, and we've done some absolutely fantastic interviews that I'm excited about and can't wait to share with the rest of you. Uh, we've got Mr. Matt DeLorenzo, how to buy an EV car.
car inexpensively. Great tips from him and just an overall great interview. Of course, this guy's been in the automotive business, uh, writing about the automotive business for 30 years now. So not only did we talk EVs with him, but we also just had a little car talk as well. Who didn't appreciate some good car talk? And a great, great, great conversation, extremely enlightening uh, with Mr. Ahmad Atwan, CEO of VC Fuel, as well as Clean Energy Services, what they're doing in that space. He's a longtime oil and gas guy, jumped into renewables. So again, he's one of those gentlemen that has that perspective of both sides of the energy fence. And I promise you, I've done over 170 of these episodes. He's definitely in my top 10 when it comes to just overall entertainment value and what you're going to get from the conversation as well. So that's all going to go down next week. Definitely stay tuned for that. And then, of course, we've got a slew of great guests coming up as well that you do not want to miss. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Follow the podcast. You know the drill. I promise you this thing's only going to get ramped up. We've got huge plans for the end of 2022 and 2023. We're very excited about it. This thing's really starting to hit its stride, and we're only getting started. And, of course, it all starts with you, the guest, you, the listener, the audience, because without doing what you do, we couldn't do what we do. This has been the Power Connect Podcast, connecting the energy transition one conversation at a time. Wake up, all the builders. Time to build a new land. I know we could do it if we all lend a hand. The only thing we have to do.